All right. Uh, hello. Thank you for joining us. This is Representative Dan Miller. Uh, you are listening to On the Table, uh, and I'm here with a, another special guest. I'm very excited to introduce. Uh, so, and I want to let everybody know I appreciate the time. We're actually here um, during Budget Month before we get the session, squeezing things in, squeezing conversations in with some of our, our great members. So, with us, I'm very excited. Is a friend of mine from Philadelphia. Has been around a long time. He is the majority chair. Majority chair. Can you believe it? I, 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 you know what, I can. It's very well, you know, perfect for you and a great thing for the state that you're there. But Majority Chair of the Veterans Affairs and Emergency Preparedness Committee, we are here with Representative Jared Solomon. Jared, yes. how are you? Oh, it's, it's a great to be here. Yes, We have yes. you, Dan. We have oatmeal. Mm. We have me. Boy, there's nothing else we need, right? Well, and we were talking earlier because it turns out both Jared and I and his one-year-old daughter love oatmeal. Yes, although she can't do raisins, she but can't. I also love raisins. In fact, a, a local deli, uh -huh. uh, this is one of my, uh, no, local diner, it's one of my biggest biggest accomplishments in the legislature. Go on. I petitioned the, the, the owner of the diner for five years to get raisins. Did, and they did? He finally did. See, that's a difference maker. That's you know, a that's, difference maker. Yeah. And now, because he claimed that no one would want raisins, I said everyone loves raisins. It's ridiculous. Now everyone, everyone's requesting raisins with their oatmeal, with their cereal. It's a great and it's a healthy food. option. I don't know that it is. But, listen, let's just roll with it. Okay, I, I, we're talking. I, I, I mean, let's just go. I'm going with that too. Now, listen, you were, of course, Army. Army. And yes. I'm going National Guard. You're going. I'm actually in the National Guard. All right. Well, and I know we're. I may screw something up here for Nick, but the um, uh, where'd you do your basic? So when you're a JAG officer, you do it three places. Okay. Uh, Fort Benning, um, and then I did Fort Lee, and okay. then the legal piece is in Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay, all right. So, and of course, my military career was cut short. It was nowhere near, uh, thank you for all your service that you continue to do, but nowhere near as, as uh, impactful as yours. But I will tell you, when I was in basic at Fort Sill, mm -hmm. I got addicted to grits. So I just, uh, no, nobody else likes grits. You I love grits. You like, no, uh, no, you won't do grits. No, I mean, not that I will never do grits, but uh, I can't say I wake up thinking about grits. <laughs> uh, listen, it was, I wake up thinking about raisins and oatmeal. Yeah, well, look, I'm not trying to, look, you want to get raisins still in the grits. You don't want, uh, ideally, you want to have a little more extra flavor in those grits. But I did love it. It was my key thing in the morning. I'd be like, man, I got to get me some grits. When you're, when you're under those strains and stresses, uh, everything tastes good. That it, is true. It, it really does. Yes. The MRE, doesn't matter what they're giving you. I'm taking it. Thank you so and much. And you're eating everything. Uh, what, I'll eat that bag. So. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, I did Marine Corps first, Officer Candidate School, where I got hurt. But uh, my mom didn't know that. She, she, was, she thought she was trying to be nice. So she sent me cliff bars. So the staff sergeant came out, of course, in front of everyone, screamed at me. Yeah about the cliff bars and then proceeded to toss a whole box of cliff bars into the air. 40 guys yeah. started fighting one another for these cliff bars. You're just, yeah. you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're sure. so hungry. Did you get one? Uh, I think I got one, but it was my box. Look, it was man, that's my a risk. bar I'm a, box. Look, I, I hear you. you. You know that's he a risk. He threw it into the air. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, so I didn't know you were in the Marines first. So, well, Marines very different because you have no rank, no rank until you finish the 10 weeks. And I got to week three and they cycle you back to week one. So I got hurt 
And I said, I'm going Army. I want to actually do this service because once you go back, right, especially with an injury, it's unclear whether you're going to be able to finish OCS. O- OCS is very intense. Oh, please. I, I, God bless. Uh, you know, I remember talking to Rep uh, Reedshaw and, and uh, Rep yeah. Wheatley. And, you know, look, it's God bless all of our Marines and everybody who, who does. And thank you for, for making all the effort that you did do. And I know you found a good home, obviously, where you are. But that is no joke. That is no joke. No joke. And and a lot of people just kind of lump military service as, uh, you know, each each branch is very, a very uh, proud of yeah. their branch. But the, should, the, in yeah. terms of the different sort of cultures of yeah. each service, it's so incredibly different. Yeah. And the Marines are sort of a breed unto themselves. Yeah. And we need them all. We need them all. Yeah. So that's, that's great. And thank you. So you've been with the Army now how long? So it's nine years, and so I'll be going into year ten when, as uh, in the National Guard. Okay, okay. How long are you going to go through? Twenty? What are you going to do? Oh, it's, it's the ultimate question. This this service started. You know, my mom sent me to two Quaker schools, uh, and a lot of that was that she didn't want me to go into the military because my grandfather had a really negative experience in the military. So when I told my mom that I was going into military service. She didn't even know how to take it because she thought, here, here, he is. I've set him up, Quaker school. There's no way this can fail. Yeah. And so then I go, so the idea that I would do 20 years, which I may do, my mom is still still reeling from it. Listen, I, I, I know she's found a lot of ways to be proud of all your service, and uh, we're definitely proud of you as a member of our caucus for that and, um, and our legislature. And obviously that's why you're a perfect fit for Vet Affairs Chair. Uh, so we're glad to have you here. Now, look, yeah. typically, did I screw your game up, Nick? Only a little bit. Yeah. So the whole let's start over. <laughs> yeah. Let's start delete the whole show else. over. Let's yeah, we'll delete over. everything. We'll go back yeah. to the beginning we'll go, of old Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go so back. it's good. You know, we had we we had chat. We had a chat version of Napoleon Nelson here. We the other, did. Yeah. Yes, the AI. AI so AI, Nelson. we'll just AI Solomon out. Yeah. It's it's good. <laughs> it could be better. It could it, be you know better what? than the real thing. Yeah. Start AI and all. Yeah. Good. So uh, what do you got? Go ahead, tell us what's going on. All right, two truths and a lie. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You got All a different right. game? Tic-tac-toe, what are we doing? <laughs> We're doing two truths and a lie. And I'm, I took your advice seriously from last week. Is that right, when I got it right? These, these, are, these, are, these are very much shorter. We're not using, doing the usual long storytelling here. What he was doing, here. Jared, this yeah. is what he's trying to, he was rubbing it in my face how I got like, like one wrong. But what he was doing is when he does these facts, he creates like a fact pattern. Like it's at the end, like uh, like I'm sitting there for the bar exam again, because he gives me here's a hundred facts in one point, and if if the sky was red instead of blue, but you got the other ninety nine facts right, then you get it wrong. So he was making this game like impossible, impossible to win. So anyhow, so then I threatened his job. No, go ahead. All right, All what right. do we got? Here we go. You ready to go? Yeah. Yes. All right. So Rep Solomon represents Castor Gardens. The neighborhood in Philadelphia where he grew up. That wasn't a long fact pattern. That was not a long yeah, fact. No, I told you. See, this week we're doing short. Back to reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. This is this, this is reform. This is part. This, 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 this is, is reform. reform. This is, reform. This is yes. him yeah. saving yeah. his job. Yes. A graduate of, Vill- <laughs> of Villanova, Rep. Solomon served as an Army Reserve JAG officer. Okay. We've already covered that. Yeah. All right. All right. Rep. Solomon was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. All right. So we're going to go with two being true. Right. Okay. So I think we all know two, number two is true. Now, so here's the question. The question is, does he represent where he grew up? Correct. Or was he drafted by the Reds? Yes. 
Okay. All right, Jared, what do you think? They're all true. They're all true. They're all true. No, they're all. Yeah, they're so all true. I mean, so all right. Let me try to get through this fact pattern. So look, here's 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 the here's what I know. What I know is um, Jared is incredibly tied to Philadelphia. Um, I know he's incredibly part of that community over there. So I can believe him staying close to home in that regard, and um, that kind of fits. On the other side of it. You know, I've seen him play softball, and it's not impressive. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me see the reaction. And look, and so look. I, I did not hit well. You're, I mean, that is fair. I did not hit well, even though I prepped for yeah. that game. Yeah, yeah. I did you prep did. with the Reds. Did you prep with the Reds? I prepped with the Reds for weeks before right. okay. before the Harrisburg softball okay. game. Okay. All right. So, so, um, so yeah. So those. That's what's in my head. So it's a tough call here, right? Because I want to believe he got drafted. He got drafted by the Reds in some way, but I've never heard it. I'm going to go with three being false. Correct. Now there was though. There actually there is a Jared Solomon from Millvale, Pennsylvania, who okay. was drafted by the Reds right. in 2017. And I don't like that Jared Solomon because no, he's a big problem. Because everyone who Google's me says this. Is that oh, right? you you were just yeah. let go because uh, he was. I think he played over two the other week. Yeah, That's he, he's a he's a pitcher, right? He is a pitcher. Oh, he's a pitcher. Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Now, but you've never met him. I would love to, and then explain my problem that I have with him. Does he spell your name? The the I think it's exactly, it exactly the same. same. It's exactly yeah. Which is very unusual, actually, because a lot of people do these funky things with Jared. Yeah, you, exactly. These, these that, posers, right? Yep. J A R E T, J A R O D. Right. Yep. But I'm the real deal. No, well, we we, is, we know that. I'll give him that, even though I don't like him. Yeah. I'll give him that That's right. he does spell his name correctly. Are you, but you're a baseball fan. Oh, beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yankees. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one team, and that's the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies. Yeah, yeah. How's your year going? Okay, well, yeah, all right. Well, well you know. <laughs> We've been on a bit of a streak lately. I mean, it's it's just fire the manager again, right? Aren't we due for that? Do, do that every time. Yeah, every June, fire the and manager. And we'll go on a streak. And then you win the, you know, get to the World Series. I I'm feeling really good about the Phillies. The difference between so last year nothing was expected of the Phillies. No, I did not. Zero. Expect. Now we yeah. came in. It's like you have to deliver. Well, and you got a big free agent signing. Big well, big positive there. I mean, that's a heck of a ball player. So, I mean, it's and, good. And, and Turner is is coming around. He's starting to hit. How's your um how's your pitching holding up this year? Is Zach is Zach Wheeler in trouble? So, we've got a lot of issues uh on the pitching front. Yeah. Um but you're turning around. Look, wait, look, I I would say this. Let me as as Suarez think, had a really good game uh, right? recently. He did. So I want to let you. Know. Nola Nola is is I, I get I always am nervous about. What's his ERA right now? Like six? It's about fifty. Yeah. I think it's yeah, 50. somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, right? fifty to but sixty. But like, look. So I think to be fair, I think most people know that I grew up on the Connecticut New York border. I'm a Yankee fan. Okay. You but, always wear the hat. Well, you know what? But I will tell you. Yesterday I had a Pirates hat on, right? And you know what I got? I got a lot of blowback. From people being like, "What are you doing with the Pirates?" and I'm like, "So I look, I follow the Pirates, right? I love baseball, so I follow yeah. Philadelphia a bit with it too, right? I just love the game, uh, and I love rooting for the Pirates. I'm glad to see them kind of peaking a little bit here with it. I wish the ownership team would take our highs and magnify them with the appropriate like acquisition that we need to see. See, so at least Phillies, to your credit, you you have an ownership team, of course. 
you know, is a little more committed or willing to spend some money, and then will also bring in players that magnify your possibilities. But you have McCutcheon is back. That is incredible for Pittsburgh. We loved him in Philly. Do you really need anyone else? I mean, he is, I, I, I... You know he played with the Yankees. That's right. He yeah, did so do. we liked That's him in New York. Right. We liked him in New York. Who as well. doesn't He's like him? He's a great guy. I mean, it's there's nothing not to like. No, no I'm watching. And uh, my, yeah. I think kept a home in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that I sounds think. right. That sounds right. You know, but he just is. I, I was there for opening uh, night. Uh, you know, the guy. You know, he's embraced. People love this guy, and it's great to have him back. Uh, but like I said, it's it's. I've been there now twenty some odd years, and I see the cycles that come up about how long it takes for Pittsburgh to sort of build up again a young nucleus, and we just need an ownership team to believe. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to be harsh. I I'm, I'm glad to see where we are, but we just need to help. You know, put us, give us that commitment. We want to explode in support for the Pirates. There's no doubt about it. So, anyhow, I love baseball, but I get it. I wore, I wore the Pirates hat, and everybody was on me about it. They're like, oh, you're a poser. And then I like I bring up like some Pirates stats or something. They're like, oh, I don't really follow. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you're on me for the Pirates hat. Anyhow, Jared, tell us about uh, tell us about Vet Affairs. Um, you're the chair. What are you excited on? What are you working on? What's some big thing that's going on it's over there? It's a great committee because it's it's um, everything we do we are lifting up and celebrating and protecting men and women in uniform whether they're first responders whether uh, they're our National Guard yeah. and um, just by the nature of it, uh, it it tends to bring people together and not push people apart and one of the th- two areas so I, I feel as though the military has really, never been able to get a few things right. One is addressing mental health issues in the military. Uh, second is sexual misconduct in the military. The third is is more downrange, which deals with um, uh, treatment of prisoners with, that's been an ongoing issue. But the, on those first two, um, I think we have the opportunity to see if in Pennsylvania we can get those right. Yeah. And so can we deal with these lagging issues that's, that, that military officials have the, all the brass in the military? It's always stymied um, people across the nation. And we want to try and do hearings to see if we can get a couple policies that set the right tone. You know, I love that focus. And uh, I was on that committee years ago. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, not, um, I'm going to say two, two, one or two terms. Uh, you know, obviously. Why are you looking at he Does he? Does well, he might know. No, he doesn't. No, no. Uh, but he knows the Reds, but like it's um, Jared Solomon on the Reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the whole. Team. So the um, uh, you know, I think from my at least my fire um, uh, firefighting background, yeah. I was on it, right? So uh, I ended up hosting an event in my district, actually, with then Senator um, Guy. Um, uh, Ru- Why am I drawing? Ra- like Ravens, Ra- Ravenstall. <laughs> you know, uh, Raven. Yeah, Russian. Rush, yeah, Russian stall. Like I know no, he it's would. Definitely not Russian staller. No, Ra- look. No, I know, Ra- I know, why am I forgetting the former mayor of Pittsburgh? No, trust me. Like I know this guy. It's not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, look, he's a congressman. Ra- he's, a, he's a congressman. Oh, like, he's in Congress. He's right in Congress right now. But and he, he was a senator. Sen- I know yeah, I'm just you're trying to blank on saying how his name. Yeah. So Russian stall. Look, 
it's just Guy. Trust me. He would, he would well, no, appreciate that, if you call him Guy. His first name is correct. He's it fine is with Guy. That. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, so Guy and I did this event. But anyhow, it was with um, a bunch of veterans who were coming in. We were talking about mental health. And one of the, the damn biggest thing that really bothered me about it was how much they said that the culture that they were in, they were afraid to come forward. Exactly. Because they said it would limit their opportunities inside the military. If they came, if they came forward to talk about, the, the, there's such a kind of machismo culture in the military, right? Uh, you don't admit admit any kind of weakness. You drive forward. You are mission oriented. So if you are at all going to compromise the mission right. by showing that you are struggling with some some something, someone, that is sadly frowned upon. So that when you report that up the chain of command, your supervisors who are, you, whether you're enlisted or right. an officer, there is a lot of hesitancy. And I feel like there's a solution there. We just haven't hit on it yet. Well, and I'll tell you, it, it, it's, uh, this is why I'm so glad that you're working on it. Um, there's no doubt. Uh, Rutschenthaler. And so the funny thing is I'm, I'm texting Guy here, telling him, letting him know that I mispronounced his name. Uh, so, uh, look, it's a good thing that you're on it. And I, I do – it's something that I got to hope that – and this is probably now six years ago, right, that we did this event. Um, and I do think that as a nation we're starting to get to a better point on talking mental health in general. Uh, but given the, um, the traumatic work, the stressful work, uh, the anxiety that can uh, – especially those with multiple deployments uh, – you know, I mean, look, we have to be sure that we're creating an environment where we care not just for our servicemen and women's physical health, but their mental health. There's a sense for and and people are very well intentioned. I'm not at all uh, um, demeaning it, but where you say thank you for your service, thank you for your service, and that is a great starting point. But we we don't hear about some of the mental anguish that uh, our men and women in uniform go through. Yeah. And, and I still think in our society, there's a little bit of discomfort in hearing those stories because the crisp uniform, the mm -hmm. presentation mm -hmm. is always something that leads. And then the individual that goes home and has a family and struggles, sometimes we're not as interested in that. Well, and you mentioned your other point too regarding, um, you know, uh, domestic um, violence and, and um uh, assault. You know, it's, yep. when I was at Fort Sill, um, one of the interesting conversations I had, and I, I this is a while ago now, right, 25, whatever years, uh, and um, getting too old, a longer than that, 30 almost. So um, was with one of the attorneys who was there. And I said, well, like, how busy are you on the base? And obviously, I'm not trying to, you know, reveal something. This is a long time ago. But uh, the, the attorney said they were, he was very busy. And I said, well, what's your biggest issue? And he brought up domestic violence. Sure. And he said it's, it's, it occupies more than anything else the time. And we've thrown so much at it, right? Every glossy presentation, every training, we keep just spinning our wheels. Yeah. And the, the numbers are not... Uh, where they need to be, right? So, for instance, um, my new uh, Charlotte, my daughter, who's one years old. Right. God right? bless. It's great. Do, do would I feel comfortable uh, when she's ready to think for her to begin to think about the military in a reserve capacity or active duty, given some of the cultural issues with sexual assault, sexual misconduct? It's a hard one. 
Yeah. I really don't know. And I apologize because I was saying domestic, but it was sexual assault. In a no, broader, no, no. Yeah. That's a big issue, too. You're right, Dan. No, you're right. Yeah, it's 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 all there. And look, your committee, of course, is not, we call it, uh, often we'll say shorthand for the vets, but I know, too, that your interest and your passion is not just into that uniform, but the men and women who are serving uh, in every capacity as well. I mentioned fire. I know that that's falls right. in. So, I mean, you're, you've got fire, you've got police, you've got some uh, uh, EMS uh, work as well. Service is, is, is service. And uh, I mean, as a firefighter, the work that you do, how do you not like a firefighter, right? There's no... I say that all the time. I, well, I not say, you. Why don't you not like... Not you, no, Dan, I say that. But I'm talking, talking about other firefighters. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It, everything that a firefighter does is good. Right, you're running into a fire. You are helping people. Yeah. It, it it is just filled with um, the best that uh, we offer in this country of people just banding together and helping one another out. Um, well, these, and, mm-hmm. and 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 to be part part of that in trying to sort of help firefighters do the work they do on the ground it's a privilege to do that well and look i, I appreciate that I, I i just i actually retired two years ago or so from my department so they they're like you're too old they're like you gotta go no but i felt it so i was like it's enough time and i found it difficult to keep up with my training uh, which my department did such a great job on, but it's Monday nights. And yeah. as you know, as our responsibilities grow out here, we're here more, and it just, I never want to let uh, my, my team down, but I, I still try to be home with my department as much as possible anyhow. But, you know, look, there's a lot there, and, and Pennsylvania is such a patchwork of support, so many issues in the fire service that we have. So less firefighters, we have challenging with uh, too many people spending more time fundraising than training, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what is the future of the fire? service supposed to be in 10 20 30 years here you know the distribution of resources to firehouses um, and yeah. whether we can change that to better reflect population issues uh, the ca- capacity issues of local fire departments whether there's room to do work there there are so many issues that we can really delve into to support uh, these first responders. And you have the police, too, which is, uh, yeah. again, a big thing. I, I, I will say, too, I was talking to our our friend, uh, Rep. Amon Brown, last night. He's got something coming up regarding trying to uh, in, um, enhance the um, the safety of officers in relation to their body armor, their uh, the bulletproof vest that they wear. Um, and, you know, I, I'll always, I, you know, one of the things that amazes me, Jared, is uh, um, I, I can't tell you how frustrated I am for officers when they don't have health insurance. And it amazes me at times here in Pennsylvania how we still over-rely on part-time officers uh, and then act as if that that man or woman looking to take that risk and do the job by the book and be there for how everybody needs them, but sits there and goes, well, I only work 18 hours here, and then I take two, another job here that's six, and, and then I get another one here that gives me 10 if I'm lucky, and then they have to figure out how to go on the exchange to try and get health care insurance for them and their family because they're not getting it work, but they're wearing the badge or taking the risk, and too many of our, too many smaller townships, while I appreciate budget crunches of reality, they're actually just putting their men and women uh, who are wearing the uniforms at risk because they're like, well, I'm sorry here, uh, go work multiple jobs, deal with that stress, and hopefully you find a way to get health care for you and your family, but please show up uh, at work ready to go here, and if need be, jump in front of a bullet for me while you're at it. And it just is, it blows me away that that is the best that we can offer here. 
We, we here in the capital have great uh, health insurance, and to the extent that we can, uh, what we need to do is make sure that, of course, every Pennsylvanian is insured, but make it a priority to insure those that are serving in our communities every single day. I mean, it is a, it is a kind of a unique skill set to run into danger. It's, it's not, and, and, every, and, a, and running into danger for people that are not family, loved ones, even neighbors, right? It could be a complete stranger, but you're putting yourself on the line every day. It most likely is, you know. That's and right. The, and on the the EMS system as well, we have such a again a patchwork of, of things here in Pennsylvania. But it's these are critical right services now. that are all under uh, your uh, sort of uh, jurisdiction as, as chair of the committee. And there's nobody from our caucus, and we have uh, so many great members, but there's nobody who I think is better suited to lead at this time. So I'm so excited. You're happy with that assignment, I imagine, right? I am. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. That's, as long as you're happy with it, that's, oh, I, that's well, what's important. It was, it, that was that's it. what's important. Yeah, that was it or no chairmanship at all. I was okay, like, look, either put it. him there or no that's chair. That's it. He's out. Yeah. He, he's he's or, out. Yeah, have him in charge of the oatmeal, and we'll take it from there. Now that I would do. Yeah. No grits. What about cream of wheat? Not a huge cream of wheat guy. I agree guy. with that. I agree. You like cream of wheat? I do not like cream of wheat. No. A <laughs> little too loosey. Is, is that it for you? A little loose. What about the yeah. which flavor of oatmeal? I don't oatmeal? like the texture. Well, I go with that. But yeah. what flavor of oatmeal are you, are you big on? Um, like if you have to get Quaker, look, Quaker oatmeal. If you'd get Quaker oatmeal, what do you get? Well, oh, you mean one flavor a if I flavor. had to choose? Yes, exactly. Man, damn, there's I mean, one this correct is answer the, here. one of the, the hardest questions. I think, I think I would go maple. That's exactly right. I was about to say he's out. Okay. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. <laughs> Maple brown sugar has got to be. See, we yeah. really, we're yeah. really getting along in this interview because we typically don't. No. But when we sit down with, I didn't know your name for years. We get along. Yes, that's right. When we talk oatmeal, you know, yeah. but you know what's a bad oatmeal? Which it amazes me they still make this thing is peaches and cream. Yeah. I'm like, who's doing that? Like, who's asking for this peaches and cream? Ban it. Ban yeah, it. it should be banned, should actually. Be banned. Yeah, that's under your jurisdiction. We'll see I, for that we bill. We'll bring up the bill. There should Ladies be a law. and gentlemen. We'll bring yeah. up the bill. I want to thank, obviously, our good our good friend, Representative Jared Solomon, from the 202nd Legislative District, all the way nestled in the corner of the state in, in Philadelphia. Obviously, um, now, oh, yeah, you're not by the, the bridge collapse, right? Uh, it's, a, it's an adjacent district. Really that close? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be snarling up the traffic. Yes. Uh, thankfully, um, the damage to, to uh, people was very minimal. Amazing. Which is One loss, amazing. which is still horrible, but yeah. Exactly. My, right, my, my mom, my wife, I go on that stretch of is 95. That right? Oh, sure. It's, 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 a, it's a heavily used um, a portion of 95. And so we are very lucky. And um, look, there's, I think there's hope around the rebuilding effort in the Northeast. Like, can we band together? Governor Shapiro's leading the way mm. um, with considering how long will this take to rebuild? But also, you know, maybe people will start thinking about transit as an alternative during this time. Yeah, I saw that too. A little build out of uh, yeah. capacity over there for that. And Northeast Philly, in some ways, is designed very nicely for rapid transit, especially up and down Roosevelt Boulevard. Well, we'll have to bring you with Rep. 
uh, Nielsen over oh, here for that oh, conversation. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I, look, I got to put in one last thing. Like, oh, you know, wow. Because God, and I'm so sorry about the loss of life on that. It's horrendous. But we also have Urban Search and Rescue, uh, which is something else that we're going to, I think it's going to be coming to your committee that we're going to be talking about as well, making sure that we have the We're capacities. doing a hearing on it out in Pittsburgh. Thank yep. you so much on the East and the West to make sure that's addressed. I know it's a big priority of Mayor Ganey out West as well, bipartisan effort. But And that's your committee. It's a largely a bipartisan committee, which uh, I appreciated when I was there. So uh, I know that you're pulling people together. So, Jared, my friend, thank you for joining Such us. Such a right? pleasure. Thank all you right. for all your work. Thanks, thank Dan. you, brother. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the table. Uh, this is Representative Dan Miller, and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon.